Welcome to Method in Madness and I am very very thrilled today because with me I have Rainier Rausen. Rainier is not only one of my closest friend but also someone who I can very proudly call a mentor in the Netherlands. Rainier is the managing director at Assets Only. He lives in Amsterdam and he's also an entrepreneur and his passion lies in bringing people and knowledge together. In his spare time, he is an elaborate cook and when he needs to clear his head, he goes for a run. Today he's going to share his story, his madness and what made him come to Amsterdam South. Please, please help me welcome on an episode which I am extremely excited about, my friend Ranier. This is Method in Madness. Welcome to Method in Madness. Welcome, Renier. How are you doing today? Thanks, Avi. I'm doing great. And thank you for the honor of having me today. It's my honor for everybody's listening. Renier and I have known each other for nine years. And in these nine years, he has been somebody I can proudly call a mentor uh, to me in every uh, way. So I'm very honored that uh, I finally get you on this podcast. Um, didn't need a lot of convincing, but... Uh, <laughs> But we are here. We are here actually in your beautiful apartment in Amsterdam South. So tell me what brought you to Amsterdam South? How has been your journey? What has been your journey? Yeah, so my journey, I, I grew up in the middle of the country, uh, Utrecht and the neighborhoods of Utrecht. Um, I didn't finish my study, but I started working at a young age. Mm-hmm. I've, I've actually always worked in recruitment. Yeah. Um, worked my way up, started as a consultant becoming a manager, becoming a senior manager. And I, I started my first segment uh, agency when I was 29 I, I nice. two, with two uh, partners. It was a great adventure. I've, I've, I've learned a lot. I, it was, yeah, it's still my passion. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I did this uh, for eight years. And when I had the feeling that, you know, I, I got everything out of it as an yeah. entrepreneur that I wanted, um, I, I, I sold my shares. Yeah. <laughs> I started a new company. Uh, it's almost two and a half years uh, ago now. Also with two um, business partners, but two different business partners. Um, and that's called Assets Only. It's it's a it's a segment uh, agency again that's really focused on the KYC staff uh, for mostly banking. Yeah, and we're in the Zuidas, and that's also why I decided you know to move to the Zuidas to be uh, close to work and being in this energy. You know. Energy like place. It. It's a yeah. It's a, a vibrant neighborhood, of course, for sure. Yeah. You mentioned that you've been an entrepreneur most of your life, and that's one of the things that you've been extremely passionate about. I've known that from you. Um, but it's not always bed of roses as an entrepreneur, especially in challenging times. And I think you've seen quite some challenging times. Um, what Absolutely. were the biggest challenges that you've seen um, uh, as an entrepreneur in your journey? Well, the thing that that comes to mind to me first is the is the Corona thing, of course, because with assets only, we started at the end of 2019. We were really preparing to start a company and getting everything in place so that we could have a flying start at the beginning of 2020. And we actually did. So we had a a bit of luck. We 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 got picked up by um, the newspaper, the Telegraaf. We had it was a nice piece uh, Mm -hmm. about us. We had a lot of open uh, applicants, uh, o- over a hundred, a lot of clients that wanted to talk to us. So we, we were like 
you know, uh, looking at each other like, you know, what's happening here? You know? Yeah. So it looked to be so successful in the beginning. Yeah. And then, of course, like two, two and a half months later, half March, uh, COVID struck. So I think that was really challenging because uh, we, 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 we came from a real high. We went really low in, yeah. in a really short time. We, we already hired uh, four people that, uh, that, you know, left other jobs to come join us. Yeah. So it was not an option for us to let them go. But still, we had them on the payroll. There were no assignments those first yeah. months in COVID. So we made, you know, a terrible loss every month. And that, that was a, a really difficult you know, to, to, to keep the faith, to keep doing all the things that you know that need to be done to make sure the company is, is still on its feet and ready to roll when good times and yeah. times get better again. That was challenging. I, I've, I've had a lot of, you know, support from, um, from my business partners that, you know, kept saying, you know, keep the faith, uh, we're by your side. It doesn't matter if, if we need more money, then we're going to get more money, but you know, we'll get through this and yeah. then we're going to be ready to, you know, to go. Yeah. So that, but, but in those times and also, and all, you know, you couldn't go to the office anymore yeah, so easily. Of course. So I was home a lot. I was sitting in my attic. And, you know, trying to keep the faith, yeah. that was, that was a really hard time. But, I, you know, we bounced back. I can imagine. And also, yeah, but that's a question I have, you know, I'll come to that in a bit. But personally, how, when these difficult times come to you, how mm-hmm. do you handle adversity and how do you bounce back? Because as a leader, as an entrepreneur, you're also expected to keep the motivation high, believe, um, and make others believe. How yeah. do you do that? How do you bounce back when situations are that difficult? Yeah, I think it's, it's, um, it has a lot to do. It's two things actually, but I think it has a lot to do with acceptance. So, mm-hmm. um, when, when things get tough or things don't, uh, go the way I want, mm-hmm. I, I have emotions about, it. you know, I'm, I'm, I'm disappointed. I'm angry. I'm like, I'm scared. Uh, you know, I get old, you know, I'm a human, but, um, I think to, to bounce back for me has to do with ex- accepting it. So, you know, I, I tried to tell myself, okay, you know, there's nothing I can do about it anymore now. So accept it. This is the new reality. And from that new reality, I tried to look at opportunities, new possibilities, uh, try to see the positive uh, things again. And, you know, I've learned to, uh, you know, take people with me in my enthusiasm. Yeah. So, but, you know, for me, it's always with acceptance and then looking at, and then looking at all, yeah, at new things and possibilities. That's how I bounce back. Usually, you know, uh, usually it doesn't take that long. No. Yeah. And no, any secret recipe that you have, like uh, something you do? I, um, if I, if I, if I really, if I'm really stuck yeah. in my head, then I go running. You go running. Yes. I, to, I know that. Yeah, I need to run <laughs> because, uh, it helps me to get my uh, thoughts straight. Yeah. And it helps me to, uh, you know, to come up with a new solution or yeah. a new idea. And it, it just pops in my head. I'm, a lot of times I'm, I'm making notes while running um, because, you know, I have uh, the best ideas I have while, while running. But yeah. also if I don't have any good ideas, it still helps me, you know, to put it in perspective and accept it. Nice. So running is the, you know, you're the new forest gum when it comes to uh, adversity. You run and that's how you ideas pop in. Exactly. Uh, 
I know you and you've mentioned in to me many times in the past that when you've made taken steps, different journeys, you consult people, people you use, see as mentors, yeah. people who have uh, given you uh, their perspective, directions, and you also have done that that role to others. Yeah. What uh, what is that best part of having a mentor and also having a protege? What yeah. what is it? What the, well. Um, I think the best part of, 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 of having mentors or, or a mentor, somebody could, could, could really lift you up from your, um, to, to rise above your station. Yeah. So, um, I think that's, that's the, that's the, the most important thing for me that I get out of, uh, having, having a mentor that, that you have find the, the strength or, of, or, or of, uh, somebody tells you the right way to do something that you wouldn't have been able to do yeah. without their help. And then later, looking back, you know, you see that you've grown in a way that you wouldn't have grown yeah. with without them. I think that's a really cool aspect. Of it. Yeah. So, um, and there's been a couple of instances in my life that you know I wouldn't have taken the step if I hadn't had uh, a mentor or more mentors that would that helped me. So, uh, in, in that way, um, uh, mentors have helped me to become more than I could have uh, be, became. Yeah. Oh, my. And I think uh, one of the reasons I'm asking this question is because what I, in our discussions, I have always noticed is that, uh, despite your mentors, um, telling you that you should do this and that you still take your own decisions. And even if you follow their direction, you own your own decisions. Like it is still my decision. It's yeah. I'm making that choice. So I will live with the responsibility and the consequence of it. Yeah. And not, um, share if it sometimes doesn't go right not like you told me to do so no it, i've never seen that you know, that's why i was like curious to hear that how you balance that and yeah it's and yeah you know, i've i've learned from, from again from someone else i don't know who it was anymore but i've learned to could be me but could, sure. could be you <laughs> so i've learned to to always see it as an advice yeah so even if if people because sometimes if, if you pe- ask people for help or advice they, they, you know, they, they get in a, in a sort of a flow or in a zone. And before you know it, they're sort of telling you what to do. Yeah. I, 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 I take it as an advice. So that's, that's what I, that's what I say. Thank you for your advice. And now I'm going to see what I'm going to do with it. Yes. Yeah. And what, how does it feel to be on the other side and be a mentor? What, what it's, are the, it's, it's nice. It's nice. So, um, you know, if you can help a person grow, like, um, my mentors have helped me grow. Yeah. If if you're being able to put your own life lessons, yeah. so to speak, uh, to work, you know, using them uh, to help someone else, and also, of course, you know, feeling sincere uh, yeah, gratitude is, is is that that's the things that motivate me to want to help uh, other people too. Nice. You said you've been in the uh, field of recruitment for most of your life. So you've handled people and not just people, people yeah. during different, different, uh, economic situations, social situations. Um, right now we're sitting in September, 2022. We are looking at a very unpredictable time, unpredictable times. Yeah. We don't know how the next six months, one year might look. Um, what's your view on the job market? What and advice to people who are getting into the job market are already in it? Yeah. Also, if, 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 I look at our own company, then, um, then, you know, we're, we're in a really uh, strange market. There's, there's, 
the, the unemployment has never been well now. No, not never, but in 20 years has not been so low as it is right now. So yeah. there's really, people are scarce. So, so professions are a scarce commodity. So, and this is, uh, this is for a lot of companies already a huge uh, problem, you know, mm-hmm. like for, for take example, uh, Schiphol, which, you know, all goes yeah. very wrong there. Yeah. That's just because they can't find the decent people. And, and more and more companies are, are facing that and, and they're, you know, they have to shut down specific parts of their, yeah. their services or, uh, but, but, and this is also what goes for us, for our clients, they're really, uh, looking for a, a personnel that's almost not there anymore. So this, I think is, is the biggest challenge for, for all of us, for my company, for my, for our clients. Uh, how, how do you find people, uh, you know, the people that you need and, um, we're of course helping them uh, with that. We're, we're trying to, uh, you know, find people uh, that are, you know, maybe not initially interested in the banking yeah. sector, but we can help them, you know, see the positive sides of it, mm-hmm. train them, develop them, and, 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 and on that in that way, mm-hmm. make sure there's a bigger market for yeah. our clients. But still, for us, it's also really, really, really difficult and challenging. And for people that are just coming on to the job market themselves i think it's a, it's a good time for them yeah um you know a lot of recruits work uh, via linkedin so i think you know this i think everybody knows this but this is this is a thing that you shouldn't you know uh, you should uh, you know focus on yeah it's and the new marketplace it's LinkedIn, new marketplace, right? yeah. yeah so make sure that everything you know looks good there that you that, that, that it's really your your um, yeah your business card so to speak and um and if people are working with agencies like uh, ours, like assets only, mm-hmm. uh, I always, I always say, you know, pick two, three, four, you know, agencies that you really, that you believe in, that you have a good connection with, that yeah. you, that you feel like they have, they, you have shared values with, mm-hmm. and and invest in those in those two to four agencies. Yeah. So so don't make the mistake that you're gonna, you know, um, have superficial contact with ten agencies. That, that don't really feel your commitment because you have a, a lot of them. Yeah. A lot of them have the same clients, have the same job openings. Uh, so you ha- you, you're going to have a lot of uh, double things yeah. that are not going to add anything. So I always advise people, you know, pick two, three, four and, and really invest in them. Yeah. And then you're going to cover 80 or 90% of the market and you do it in a, in a good, in a personal, in a committed way. Fantastic. Fantastic. Well, there's one last question I have, and I'm very interested in your response. Um, since the podcast is called Method in Madness, I ask all my guests, has there been a moment of madness in your life? Something you've done, something you have, uh, you know, you did. Uh, and today, when you look back, you're like, what was I thinking? Your braveness, your boldness, your madness surprises you, shocks you. And uh, the today Rainier would tell what was I thinking? What has been your moment of madness? Well, the, f- the first thing that comes to mind is um, with my uh, previous company, I, I, I set up the, the Actuary of the Year Award. Yeah. And that felt really risky. Mm-hmm. Um, so Which year was that? That was, um, I think I was I was 30, so 11 years ago. So let's say... <laughs> 2011. 2011, yeah. 2011, it was. Yeah. And um, that felt risky because I didn't really know uh you know how to do it yeah i was 
too young and I was too, uh, I didn't have the network to do it. Mm -hmm. I didn't have the credibility to do it. I didn't really know how to do it, but I still wanted to do it. I still felt it was a good idea. So that was, I had to overcome uh, lots of obstacles in my head. I really had to be mad or bold or how how do you you call it? So, and I've, you know, the thing that basically helped me do it was I had, I had, um, you know, I, 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 I asked two uh, guys, two heavyweights in the market, which later became my friends also, but um, I asked them to help me and I trusted them to not uh, sell me out. You yeah. know, the, because I knew that, uh, I knew it was a good idea and I knew that if, uh, if the wrong people would hear about it, yeah. they would do it themselves. Yeah. So I had to take a leap of faith and choose people which I thought were trustworthy and could really help. Yeah. And that worked. So those, those two guys... Uh, involved others, helped me in the, in the organization, helped me in the credibility of mm-hmm. the, of the, of the whole uh, plan. Yeah. And, and still in the beginning, everybody was against it. The, the, um, you know, the association of actuaries didn't want to support it. They were like, yeah, you're just a commercial, uh, second agency. We're not going to support this. It's going to be, you know, it's not, it's not going to be worthy. And, yeah. uh, and, and, you know, not, not a lot of journalists wanted to write about it. And we had to really scramble to get people to come to the, yeah. to the, to the day, to the seminar. But then from, from there on, people saw that we did a good job. You know, people liked the, the, the program, people liked the initiative. And then slowly we got more and more support and more and more visitors and, more and more uh, papers and uh, online blogs writing about it. And then finally the association of actuaries embraced it and wrote about it. And so in the end, it was after 10 years, it's, you know, it's, it's still there. It's, it's, uh, it it became a huge success. It's sort of an institution. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think practically all actuaries know about it right now. So so that felt like a huge thing that wouldn't have happened if I hadn't stepped over well, you know, and be mad and step over all the obstacles. And it's in October also, right? Yes, yes it's almost, uh, yeah, a couple of weeks. Time nice, time. nice. Yeah. And, 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 and uh, did you get the idea of doing this actuarial of the day while you were running? Because you said you get great ideas when you're on the run. I don't recall. It would be nice for the story. So let's, 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 let's conclude you got this idea while yes, you were running. That's where uh, all the great ideas uh, are, are, are formed and nurtured. Well, yes. Ranier, it's been a great, great honor talking to you. It's um, honestly, I, I speak to you a lot on a daily, weekly basis, but to do it on a formal interview setting, I wasn't even sure how it's going to feel, how we're going to, but it's been an amazing uh, knowing your journey. Some parts I knew, some parts I learned today. And thank you for candidly sharing your madness, your method and your journey. Thank you for having me. And really nice to do this. Thank you. And that was yet another episode of Method in Madness. In two weeks, I will be back with yet another episode, More Madness. But after the 25th episode, I promise Method in Madness is going to get even more mad. We're going to have new ideas, new format, and trust me, way, way more madness. So hang in there. It's going to be a crazy ride.